0: Hey everybody, welcome back to Mining Stock Daily. It is Monday afternoon. We have kind of a mid-market commentary and editorial with our friend, David Erfley, Junior Miner Jockey. Welcome back to the show, David. It's always a pleasure to speak with you.
1: Thanks for having me back, Trevor. Always a pleasure to speak with you.
0: And what a day it's been already. What a week. It's only Monday. We're not even hardly halfway through the first day of the trading week. And uh, I tell you what, I did not wake up early enough to get all the news out of the Junior Mining um. Uh, junior mining industry today because we had three mergers and acquisition news out this morning on top of the big news we had out friday from uh, tmac resources we are going to discuss your thoughts on all those mergers here but first i want to talk to you about gold um you and i were having a chat and just looking at the uh, technical chart of gold it is down a little bit today but still a couple dollars below that $1,700 floor, 1698 at the moment you and I are recording this. Um, let's take a look. It does look like you're debating whether this is some sort of flag uh, forming here. That does seem to be a squeeze going taking place. Uh, give me your technical thoughts on gold and upside and potential downside here.
1: Sure. Well, um, technically, it's a symmetrical pennant formation that uh, began about a month ago. Um, when it, when, uh, the gold, uh, topped out at 1788 and it's just been consolidating. And, um, you take a look at, uh, the 18 day moving average. It's, it's sitting right below that. And, um, if it takes out 1666 on the downside, then most likely you'll have a breakdown in the pennant and then, uh, it'll probably work its way down to 625. But uh, if it breaks out above seventeen fifty, uh, I think it's going to target that eighteen hundred level. And um, uh, what's telling me that it's going to break out to the upside are a few things. Uh, the first thing is the uh, the action in the shares, and especially the 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 GDX, which continues to be bought on weakness. Um, it's re- it remains above its eighteen day moving average, which continues to rise. Um, juniors have begun to caught up to, uh, the, the majors and, uh, the mid tiers and the royalty companies that have already broken out. And also silver's begun to perk up. And, um, and one more, uh, reason to be bullish is the, uh, the, the, uh, commercial, uh, the, uh, commitment of traders, uh, uh. Uh, Set up here Um, the uh, the speculators uh, sold sold out of a a lot of their positions last week And they're at the lowest positions they've been at since June So there's plenty of room for speculators to come in on the long side here So um, all this adds up to to me believing that it's going to break out to the upside here pretty soon
0: Yeah, silver Let's discuss that real quick because last week it finally had a close above that 50-day moving average. I mean, it was clearly in downtrend and tried a couple times to close above it, but just certainly couldn't do that. But once it did, there was a nice green candle there mid last week. And uh, again, it's down a little bit today, but uh, it's not down nearly enough to put it back to where it was.
1: No, and also the shares were telling us that that was going to break out to the upside to that little consolidation that was happening below its 50 day moving average, because the SIL um, has been leading silver for quite some time. And um, if you take a look at SILJ, which is more of a, a pure silver, that's the, the silver junior ETF, that's more of a pure play silver ETF because a lot of those uh, majors in the SIL are bimetallic. you know, they're, they're gold producers as well. Um, so if you take a look at those ETFs, um, it, they were telling you that, that silver was gonna have a move to the upside. Um, I think silver is on its way to uh, test that 1650 breakdown area pretty soon here.
0: Uh, David. I had this conversation with you prior to recording, and so I thought I'd pose it to you once again for our listeners. The dollar's really having a big move up today. It went from about 99.25, and it's up an entire dollar, 100.25 right now, so we're back into triple digits. Is this big move up on the dollar having ramifications on a little bit of a downward movement in precious
1: metals? I really don't think the dollar has factored in that much to, to uh, the gold movement because basically the dollar and gold have been being bought as safe haven uh, currencies. So um, the, the, the big thing with the dollar is is most of the dollar is, is influenced by the action of the euro. And, and the, euro, the eurozone is a basket case. So, um, you know, uh, I think the, the U.S. dollar will continue to be a safe haven along with gold.
0: Okay. Now, let's move on to the topic of today, David, and that is M&A in the sector, mining sector, has once again heated up. We were expecting this. We didn't know exactly when it would come. Um, But before we kind of get to whether, um, you know, what this means for the overall health of the sector, let's talk specifically about a few of these deals. We're going to start back with Friday when it was announced that TMAC Resources was going to be acquired by a Chinese company, SD Gold. Um, there's a lot of uh, noise out there that this uh, long-term shareholders really didn't make out very well in this deal. Uh, just wanted to get your thoughts on it.
1: Yeah, I mean, if I was a, if I was a TMAX shareholder, I wouldn't be really enthused about it. Um, if you bought if you bought the stock uh, about a month and a half ago, you made money. <laughs> but uh, just about everybody else didn't. Um, and uh, you know, they've had a lot of issues with that mine up there. And, uh, it's, uh, you know, it's a, a Chinese company coming in and taking advantage of the situation. You know, you got another possibility up in that area with, um, Xinjiang, uh, uh, I think I'm not Xinjiang. I forget. It's the, it's the other Chinese company that, that starts with a Z. Um, they own nine, nine point nine percent of Sabina gold and silver. And they're in that area of the world also. And that stock has really been acting like it's in play. So, um, if a company like that was taken over at a premium, then you'd have a, a lot of happy shareholders because it's best, it, it's back up to where it was back tr- w- w- back up to near its, uh, 52 week highs. So, uh, and also these other, these, these other and that, 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 that took place today. Um, these, one of them was in market merger, um, another one was a uh, consolidation of a few companies, nothing really to get excited about.
0: Yeah. Well, it, it sounded like TMAC was in a pretty tough situation even prior to COVID, uh, before that. And so, uh, they were able to kind of regain some of what they lost, but it's certainly not even close to where they were, uh, <laughs> when COVID certainly hit and there was a big sell-off. So let's move on to the next, uh, uh, merger that took place as announced today. And we're going to talk about Adriatic taking over uh, the Tethian resources there in the, the Tethian belt.
1: Yeah, that's another one um, that Tethian hasn't really been around that long. I think they've only been trading on the venture for uh, since about February, I think. Um, uh, this is another one. There's not a not a really big premium here. Um, you know, the, the, the stock had had been sold down with, with copper and the sector. So uh, there's not too many shareholders that, that made too much money on this one either. I mean, uh, I'm not that familiar with Adriatic, so um I, if I was a Tethian shareholder, I don't know if I would hold or not, but uh yeah, that's this is, you know, what we want is the, the kind of M&A we want to see in the sector Trevor is we want to see companies being taken over by majors or mid-tours at a big premium. That's what we want to see to get to start getting excited about M&A.
0: Well, let's talk about a higher premium and uh, there's a little bit of well, I guess a, a, a bid war going on for Guyana Goldfields. Uh, I tweeted out earlier this morning, if you were going to tell me that there was going to be a bid war on this company, I would have shook my head uh, <laughs> a couple of weeks ago. And, well, probably I was shaking my head this morning too. But let's talk about it. Grand Columbia, uh, they are now looking to kind of go to – uh, go up against Silvercorp for the acquisition of Guyana Goldfields, but their means of doing so would be a takeover of Goldex emerging merging with Goldex, which the company they currently own shares in, and then going in for the acquisition of Guyana. Uh, it seems like just on paper that this deal announced this morning may have be a better deal for Guyana Goldfields shareholders than uh, the previous Silvercorp deal. What's your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I think I think this does make a lot more sense. Um, these two companies, Goldex and uh, Guyana Goldfields, they're they're in the same neighborhood, and um, also uh, uh, I, th- I think uh, as as far as a premium is concerned, though, on on Guyana Goldfields, I mean the the stock is back up to where it where it broke down. Uh, before the uh, the pan- before the uh, the, c- the crash started. So, again, this is another one. If you if if you if you if you, if you uh, wanna, want to want uh, to sell your shares here uh, on this thinking this deal is going to go through and not wanting to own Grand Columbia because you know we're talking about um, jurisdictions here. All these jurisdictions, uh, as far as I'm concerned, create a little more risk. Uh, I think that they're they're jurisdictions that I'm not comfortable investing in personally, uh, Colombia or or Guyana. So um, uh, as far as uh, as far as that's concerned, uh, I would be I would probably be selling my shares if I if I were uh, a a Guyana Goldfields shareholder here because you got you got a, a, a much better better premium than what Silvercorp was offering.
0: Well, it'll be interesting to see if Silvercorp does have a response at all here in the next coming days. Right. So we'll see what happens. Uh, let's talk about more jurisdictional risk, uh, and that comes down with our SSR and alicer Mining uh, acquisition. Well, actually, it was a m- at market merger. So I don't know exactly who wins out here because shareholders don't necessarily get any premium to the deal, as it appears. SSR appears to be taking on more jurisdictional risk. Right. And but Alistair, I guess maybe that Alistair's, is the winner because they get a little bit less jurisdictional risk. Again, your thoughts?
1: Yes, I mean that's uh, I agree with that completely. I mean uh, SSR has already got some jurisdictional risk in Argentina, and um, now they're taking on a lot more in Turkey because that's Turkey. Turkey is, is uh, creates uh, more jurisdictional risk. So yes, I mean I, I agree with you. I think if you're an Alistair shareholder, you're you're a little happier by by. Uh, by uh, having a little less uh, jurisdi- jurisdictional risk because you're not all in Turkey anymore.
0: Yeah, very interesting. However, I, I know a number of people who like being in Turkey, and they have no complaints. And there's a lot of exploration potential to be had in Turkey. So,
1: I hear you. You know, I mean, <laughs> if I was, if I wasn't in the airport when that coup, when that, when that, when that, uh, that uh, uh, terrorist attack took place. I might be a little more. I, I, I might be a little more favorable to Turkey. Also, I mean, uh, uh, just a little side story. I mean, when, when that took place, I was I was my my wife and I were on our way to to, to, uh, to Athens, and we had a stopover in in uh, in, in, uh, in 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 Est- in Istanbul in that airport there, and uh, you because know, that's a huge hub in Europe. And uh, just our luck, it, it was the time that that terrorist attack started. So mm. Mm. <laughs> I'm a little less I'm I'm a little less forgiving as far as Turkey is concerned.
0: Well, and I I have been in Colombia and and a not very great place of Colombia, um, in a in a previous life, <laughs> uh, and you know, and I would I would also say that I didn't have any sort of problems in Colombia when I was down there. So when it comes to jurisdictional risk, I guess it's a little bit more of a personal decision sometimes and. And uh, personal reflections and experiences. So,
1: right, exactly. So, uh,
0: Dave, so it is Monday. We've got a couple hours left here in trading. Uh, As we move along the week, uh, obviously, what what are things you're going to be looking at? And are you looking to deploy more capital now? Do you see more money moving into the more junior exploration companies?
1: Well, As you know, Trevor, you know you're you're a subscriber. Um, I pretty much am. I've done all my purchasing before the breakout took place and the GDX above 32. So um, I'm I'm um, I'm uh, being right and sitting tight here, and as I I believe that this is an is an impulse move in the GDX that will eventually hit 50. $50 until we have a decent-sized correction. There will be corrections along the way. Um, we might even see one right here. I mean, the, the GDX could easily come down and test its monthly breakout area of 30. But I think the, the downside is minimal and the upside is huge. So I, I see the, the, the risk uh, in the junior sector now is is to the upside. So um, if I were if I were uh, still accumulating then I would definitely be accumulating But I wouldn't be trading meaning I would be adding to my positions if I didn't have full positions But I wouldn't be switching things out in for example like if 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 I have a a Huge profit in something um, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be taking it to buy something else because I think the there's still a lot more upside to be had And when you try to trade an impulse move, you usually have a lot of regrets
0: all right David, I appreciate your time, appreciate you, and thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thank you. That's David.
0: That's David Erfley from Junior Minor Junkie. You can go visit his website, juniorminerjunkie.com.